I guarantee you, if you took a hundred monkeys and you gave them <laughs> each a bottle of vodka and they drank it, and you gave them Corel Draw, they yeah. probably wouldn't be able to make a worse packaging design. Tell me what how you how you really feel about that. <laughs> Hi, I'm John, Creative Director for Device Packaging. And I'm Jesse, Independent Graphic Designer specializing in packaging and branding. And you're listening to Clean Up on Aisle 9. All right, all right, all right. We're talking about vodka. Oh, yeah. Do you, are you a vodka aficionado? No, I have partaken of it on several memorable and <laughs> otherwise occasions. Yeah, yeah. Um, I heard somewhere, I don't know if it's just uh, urban myth, that vodka is like the Russian word for it or a play on the Russian word for water. Oh. Because the the ultimate goal of a vodka is to be a flavorless spirit. Oh, I see. Like yeah. it's supposed to have, like the closer it can get to having no taste... Ew, I better like that. it is, which is why I think when you like put it in the freezer and get it super super cold, yeah, you'll notice it totally takes the flavor down a lot. Yeah, when yeah. when when you hit it to your taste buds, right? You know, that that's what it's numbing your taste buds, right? In a sense, you know what I mean. I like vodka, okay, I mean, myself, but I usually I just drink it. I drink it straight, or I put it in a martini. I, I don't. Yeah, really, I'm not. I'm not a mixer guy. You don't, don't do the vodka tonic. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not a big mixer okay. guy with a lot of a, a lot of spirits. I like to just right, right. take them straight on to yeah. a certain extent. Okay, like a vodka. If it's not really chilled, I might put a couple little cubes of ice and just sip on that. Sip on that, and then maybe take an olive. You know, oh yeah, throw that in there. That's like the yeah the lazy martini. And I don't like the dirt. Some people like a dirty martini dirty where martini, they take yep, a, yep. a little olive juice or ooh, whatever. That gets a little too yeah. funky. A little but, salty. Yeah. I remember living up in the Upper Haight uh, in the 90s and acid jazz, like John Lurie's band, the Lounge Lizards, uh-huh. and uh, that band Morphine. Like all these jazz bands came back. And at that same time, a lot of the bars were kind of getting into this sort of new jazz scene. So martinis got huge and up there at club deluxe which was on hate street they made like what they claimed was the driest martini possible (laughs) now this guy the bartender there if you wanted a dry martini he had the the vermouth was in a perfume atomizer oh okay and so he would literally spritz it like into the shaker yeah before he would make your martini or whatever interesting yeah i don't the the driest one he made though, which was really funny, we were in there one night. He made one where he spritzed it in the glass, and we were like drier. And so then he just like did a little puff like into the shaker, and then like the next round I was like drier. <laughs> he took that vermouth and he just waved it over the glasses. <laughs> he was like, "That's the driest I can make it," and we were like, "Perfect." I, I don't. Yeah, I mean. I, I guess I used to love the, the mine's vodka not martinis, in the refrigerator, but, but they just hit you. Though, you're drinking pure booze. Well, yeah, I mean that's yeah. fuck you up. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting those uh, one of those little airplane bottles. Yeah. What I love with the airplane bottles is when they shrink down. Oh yeah. Right to yeah. to be the same proportion, the same shape. Oh yeah. Because when we talk about yeah. like spirits packaging, yeah, the bottles are so distinctive. And I remember, I can't remember. I was on, I was on some plane. Uh, <laughs> I was on. I was, I was on, on some, some plane. plane. 
flying somewhere really so fast the plane. in a chair. And the, the vodka this they brought was absolute. Oh, absolute, yeah. And it was a little shrunk down absolute bottle. Now, the absolute bottle is so minimal. Yes. But so distinctive. It's and iconic, yeah. Yeah. And I have that absolute book that has like all these ads that have been done. And that campaign ran for something like 25 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. It started at TBWA in 1980. Yeah. And they just kind of kept getting other artists and designers involved. And I remember the really classic ones like, you know, Absolute LA. And it's an overhead shot of a swimming pool in the shape of oh, yeah. the bottle. Oh, yeah. So yeah. they really took that iconic profile of the bottle yep. and now that has become easily as signature as their logo is interesting yeah because in the world of vodkas specifically with the bottles you can say okay um draw me the absolute bottle mm-hmm. and i bet you 95 percent of the time you get something close to that short neck and the big almost shoulders kind of circular out. shoulders coming mm-hmm. down to the straight bottle and then if you ask someone you know now draw the smirnoff bottle shape and they go uh right. you know what i mean yeah but but yeah I bet it's if so you had simple like, it'd be curious if you had like a deck of cards that were all like silhouettes of bottles, oh to tell like the coke no, bottle, there you go. The absolute yeah. bottle yeah. and like i wonder how many people could recognize just from that bottle shape. see now that's i'm gonna put that together for one of our image tiles that we that we post for the episode yeah and i'll just put you know guess whatever and yeah. then let that go for a couple days dude that'd be like awesome. a game that'd be cool yeah. okay yeah remind me to do that because i'll forget but yeah you're right absolute they're like the nike swoosh of spirits bottles you know what mm. i'm saying they're so simple and then you just build everything around that exactly yeah. like that's the thing is that if it is so classic and simple it then becomes this canvas that can be interpreted in a yep. million ways if you have something that is so complex to start with right the interpretations just add unnecessary complexity and just befuddle people Right. And the last thing you want with your vodka is to become befuddled. To be befuddled. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that. You want to just stay regular fuddled, (laughs) not befuddled. Right. I was just reading the other day about the Stoli Vodka rebrand. Yeah. It's known as and always sort of bragged that it's a Russian vodka. Okay. And now that the Russians have essentially become dicks- and like moved into Ukraine, yeah. there was a real backlash to Russian branded products. And what's right. really curious is that the dude who started Stoli was like this Russian billionaire dude, but he went into exile out of Russia year 2000. Oh, wow. Because he was so critical of Putin oh. and he thought his life was in danger. Really? So he left and he moved the whole Stoli production into Latvia. So Stolichnaya, which started as a Russian vodka, 22 years ago, moved to Latvia. So now their rebrand is just calling it Stoli. Just calling it Stoli, wow. It's just what they're doing. Yeah. You know, they were trading off of something that wasn't really authentic. I was This is a sidebar. I was going to get back. I looked up the absolute logo is based on Futura Black Condensed. Okay. That's, that's the font. And, and I wonder how similar it is. You know, like sometimes people will take a typeface mm-hmm. and build a logo out of it and they just kern it. Uh, right. Kerning is the space you put between letters. Very important. The least you should do is to kern it. But a lot of times people will start with one letter form 
Oh, and, and they'll tweak it. And yeah, that, yeah, and that's what they yeah. did here. They'll just adjust. It. You wouldn't need. You, you're not even going to no, notice it, but they actually added these tiny serifs to each oh, letter form yeah, to kind of sharpen them up. Well, to make it kind of more proprietary to their mm-hmm. own. So it's like, how do I want to describe for the audience what a serif is? There's two different types of fonts that there's terms for. One's called a sans serif, meaning without these little sort of. They're like pointy bits. Pointy bits off of each part of the letter form. Mm-hmm. So sans means. They're clean. They don't have yeah, that without. On there. Yeah. So hey, you know what? We're gonna create this brand. It's gonna be absolute vodka, and we love this style of the Futura font, that mm-hmm. family. But we want to make it a little bit different. And they'll go to a typographer and mm-hmm. they'll create a whole complete alphabet mm-hmm. on a new font just for that brand. Yeah. Which is crazy. But when you think about it, it costs a little money to do that. But it's smart because anything you do with advertising or any other type of marketing or whatever, you actually own that font and it's connected to your brand. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks distinctive and it stands out without being super weird. You know, like we were talking about Reebok where they kind of went a little too far with the type. It's just like this crazy looking 70s mishmash. Right. Absolute does the other thing. They go really subtle and because they go subtle, it lasts longer, right? Like it's more classic. I think so. Do you have a picture of the Stoli rebrand? I don't know that they've done the actual graphics of it. I oh, think I what you. they're talking about is they're literally changing their name. Yeah. The brand intent is to shorten it to Stoli, but they haven't yet finished it out through their packaging. So, oh, okay. So it's going to take a while. Plus, if you're doing a rebrand, you know, there's a lot of product that's already out in circulation. And so there's this whole kind of turnover. You know, you have to deal with existing stock. Yeah. Like, let's say they've got 4 million bottles they haven't yet distributed. Oh, yeah. They have to make a business decision whether they're going to pay the money to relabel all those bottles right or just go ahead and get that inventory out and do what you typically in printing you call cut in yeah they'll make a whole new set of labels and at a certain point they'll cut in the new labels on the production floor yeah that's the primary packaging the secondary packaging which is the outer box that then it goes into they'll have new boxes for that and they'll have to make sure that they inventory the new logo bottles into the new logo boxes get all that out to retail. So like a rebrand is not an easy thing to execute. Anything to do with producing something, you know, from a, from a design and packaging standpoint that has to be produced and put out on the marketplace, you know, it's like, yeah, not only do we have to get to the design part of it, but you have to have like, in some cases, six months lead time for production with planning on different stops that this whole thing has to make along the way before it actually hits retail. And then if you're going to try to get customer research and feedback in. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That adds yeah. even more time to it. Yeah. Right? So, so speaking about customer research or consumer research, boil that down to focus groups. That's what designers really love. It's oh, like, God. Oh, okay, we got a focus group, this thing. When a company is spending 
tons of money on stuff. Right. They got to make sure that, hey, we're going to paint the bottle red, man. But if we put it out there and everybody likes blue, we're, we're screwed. Yeah. 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 So you go to these focus groups. Have you been to a focus group? Oh, man. I've been to focus groups all around the world. I, yeah. Well, one of the most interesting I went to, and it was creating this vodka from, from scratch. Okay. Shaker's vodka. And that came in a shaker-shaped bottle. Well, that it? was the first part of it. When you're starting from scratch. Right. There was a few names that they were throwing around. I mean, this was from the ground up. Right. Anyways, so uh, they settled on a name, Shakers, and they wanted this whole theme to be based on the Art Deco era, you know? Right, right, right. <clears throat> and one of the things on the bottle was we had this beautifully drawn penguin. That, oh, right. That, and the idea behind the penguin was it was a- Penguins like to drink. Well, you can market this vodka to penguins. <laughs> no, the penguin, the penguin, drunk ass penguins. <laughs> no, the penguin meant prosperity. That's uh, that's where the penguin came well, that's in. A stretch. Okay, okay. It's, it was kind of a stretch. So normally you go on a focus group. You're sitting behind a glass thing, and they, act, yeah, it's almost like watching like on the detective show, you know, where the detectives are in there giving the suspect a hard time, which is not you're... how people <laughs> shop. Right. You don't no, no. go to the store the, yeah. with 12 strangers right. and talk about, oh, what does this look like? What does yeah. that look like? Which right. one are you more likely to buy? Yeah, because it is they're... a completely artificial environment. You know, this has been some years ago when I was interning at a design firm. There was one person that was a design director that said, hey, I, I'm, I'm scheduled to go to this focus group tonight. And it's all about printing on paper and stuff like that. I don't want to go, but you go and it'll be easy. You don't, they'll ask you some questions, but you don't need to know any, because I go, I don't know anything about that. It doesn't matter. There's not going to be anybody there and you get paid. And I think I got, I went to this thing for a couple hours and I got paid right. like $175. Right. I was thinking, damn, this is good. Yeah. You know? And yeah. I, of course, when I got there, I'm like looking around and I recognize some big time San Francisco designers oh, that were in there and right. I'm going, holy crap, I don't know shit. And I just BS my way through this thing. They go, right. so we haven't heard from you, Jess. What do you think? And I'm going, um, actually, you know, um, regarding some of the comments that Dave over here said, I'd like to add on to that, that I thought it was, <laughs> you know, and I just totally You're winged like piggybacking. it. And then someone say, I agree with Jess. And I'm going, all right. You know, <laughs> All right. But anyways, getting yeah. to, that's your average sort of focus group is kind of like this. You're in a high rise building. You're viewing this consumer set behind this two way class, right, right, whatever. Right. Well, the one time when we were redoing the refresh on this vodka, the client decided to have it at a bar in the marina. Oh, God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With with people with actual the, drunk ass people. Oh, yeah. So so so. <laughs> So I go, I go, you got to be kidding me. He goes, no, we're, we're going to sit around. I'm going to have a table. There's going to be 12 people. There's going to be a person that's going to run the group. We're in the back room of this bar. Oh I can't God, remember which yeah. bar it was. But anyways, so okay. we were sitting there within earshot to hear what was going on. Right. So every one of them, they were passionate about their own brand of vodka. You know, there was one person that I only drink Kettle One. That's my brand. And I'm right. going, uh, yeah, okay. And the bartender would come around. What would you like to drink? Oh, I'll have a lemon drop. Okay, but you know, someone else I'll have a martini, I'll have a vodka tonic or whatever. Right. So they they <laughs> that's how they started the group was making drinks for all these people. Oh my lord. And asking all these questions and this and that. And I think between the time that we were there, they probably had three drinks. 
you know, between the time wow. we were doing it. Right. But one of the guys, you know, and he was a Grey Goose guy. Oh, okay. I like my Grey Goose vodka. Here's my cocktail. Blah, blah, blah. And he said all the great things about it and this and that. So now they bring out this Shakers vodka. Some people, oh, look, it looks like a Shaker thing, you know. And it eventually made its way around to this Grey Goose guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's gone, nope. Don't like anything about it. And the guy was asking, well, what, 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 what don't you like about it? He goes, I would never in my life drink a vodka with a bird on it, ever. <laughs> and then he put it down. And I'm just sitting there. I go, dude, you got a goose on your vodka. You, you know? So I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. Focus groups and vodka. Yeah. Well, that sounds like a very blurry focus group. Yeah. It didn't. Yeah. It was. Um, you know, we were talking about the, the Stoli rebrand. And having to deal with the fact that there's a lot of anti-Russian sentiment and everything right now. I went to our local, we call it Gross Out, the, the gro- grocery outlet. Oh, the grocery <laughs> outlet, We went yeah. to the Gross Out. And they had, they have a spirit section there. And it's real hit or miss and weird. But sometimes you can discover some really interesting stuff there. Yeah. And when I was there, I found this vodka that was Ukrainian. This was right after the Russians invaded. It was that Friday night. Sandy was doing a radio show at KXSF. So... We were going over there and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick up some of this Ukrainian vodka and we're going to, we're going to do a toast to the Ukrainians because they got it tough. They're fighting it out. And I had never heard of this vodka at all. And I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Uh, Cortista. Cortista. K-H-O-R-T-Y-S-T-A. I'd never heard of this. Okay. It's the third largest selling vodka in the world. It is. In the world. Okay. It is so popular around the world and yet it hasn't really dug in here so much. Oh wow. It's made in Zap- Zaporizhia. Okay. That's Zap- that town in Ukraine with the nuclear plant. Oh. That the Russians invaded. Oh wow. So Jackass Putin sends all his thugs in to invade this town that has this nuclear plant. So yeah. now everybody's freaking out because they're like, oh my God, this jackass now is, you know, lording it over nuclear plants. What could go wrong? Right. Um, and that's where the world's third most popular vodka is made. And so, you know, I got this stuff and I was like, oh man, I wonder if the factory's even going to survive. It's going to be around. Or if the Russians are just going to take it over and they're like, our vodka now. Yeah. But this is the stuff here. So you want to talk about um, an Art Deco bottle. Oh, yeah. And the sides are scalloped. Yeah, yeah and it's got looks... this. And the, the yeah, face does... is kind of debossed in there. Yep. With a with the logo kind of coming out of that debossment. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a very Art Deco looking style yep. bottle. Yeah. I'm going to do a shot of it right now. You want to? No, I'm good. But You're thank right? you. Yeah, that's cold. That. It, yeah, so you keep it in the freezer. And look and how it, it almost looks like oil. Yeah, it makes like it, it thick. Like it gets so thick. Yeah, I'll smell it. Let me see. If yeah, so that is, is that their platinum? Yeah, it's their platinum. Yeah, so the platinum is really good. I also got the deluxe, which comes in a completely different bottle. So the platinum bottle is this tall, thin, very Art Deco bottle yep. with high shoulders, a short neck. It's scalloped on the sides. The front of it is kind of almost concave and flattened a little bit with their Cortista logo embossed out of the glass. So it's a very classic looking bottle. I don't like the plastic appliques and crap that go on there. No. That feels very cheesy. Yeah. But the bottle itself is great. And then the Cortista Deluxe, it's a short, squat, round bottle. Oh, yeah. I'm going to shut my vodka hole right now and have a shot of this to the... Now, do you take a shot or you're just sipping? Well, I might just sip it, but I'm going to cheers. Tink. Cheers to the Ukrainian people who are still struggling to 
kick this dipshits morons yeah. out of their country. Yeah. Mmm. Taste. Ah, it's good. Yeah. And I, you know what? And I, and I hope they do it. I hope they just kick them out of it. Um. Did we want to mention Tito's at all? Okay. The Tito's all right. special. Listen, this is this is the cleanup. This is a cleanup moment. Now Tito's makes a very good vodka. I think I've had again, Tito's. I'm again. not like a vodka connoisseur or whatever, yeah. but dear God, Tito. Tito. One, get a real fucking logo. Two, get a real fucking designer involved. Up. Three, what is up with your bottle even? Like, I could forgive the bottle if your cap and your label and your logo and everything were solid. I'd be like, ah, who cares about the bottle? But it's just, your shit is like a hot mess. What? Okay, you had an interesting story, Jesse. You had read about how that was originally designed. Well, I think, yeah, the owner whose nickname is Tito. Right. Once he had his vodka to were kind of perfected and stuff, then he needed to, you know, put a label on it. Yeah. He used a program like Corel Draw, which I don't know. I mean, oh, it's like, dude. I think a lot of engineers use that. It's like, I, oh, Tito, yeah. you make great vodka, you make really shitty design decisions. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he used this Corel Draw program to draw this sort of distilled tank mm. on on the label, yeah. and then the one font that he had access to. It's I'm, like Zap Chancery or some kind of shit. Something it's like so that. But he thought it ugly people. This thing is. You know, I don't want to tell you to go look at it because, I mean, it is beyond ugly. Let me tell you something else. It's, Tito's has a, an apostrophe. Yes. This does not even use an apostrophe. Now, no. there's a little known thing that probably only bugs people like Jesse and me. There's a true apostrophe, and then there's like a little tick mark kind of a thing. So it's a straight little thing, whereas a, a true apostrophe looks like a comma. It has a curve to it, right? There's a whole thing going on typographically with yes. the true apostrophe. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's literally just this straight dongly ding dong. No, I know. Down. It's not. It's Lu and the font is Lucida calligraphy. Which, it is which, horrible. Yeah. I tell I'm, you, I guarantee you, if you took a hundred monkeys. <laughs> and you gave them each a bottle of Tito's vodka and they drank it <laughs> and you gave them Corel Draw, they yeah. probably wouldn't be able to make a worse packaging design. <laughs> Drunk ass monkeys. Drunk ass monkeys. I do. The, the one thing that I do like about the packaging, I don't mind the straightforward bottle. It looks very authentic. You know, it's not trying to be anything that it w doesn't want to be. But wait, Look at that plastic no, gold. Cap. No, but actually Jesus. it's not. It's it's a copper. It's a copper cap. It's a cool cap. Garbage. It, you don't like it. I yeah. That's the one thing I love. I love the craft paper. I like the bottle, the nondescript bottle, and I like the copper. Tell me what how you how you really feel about that. I think the typography so, is a is an affront to anybody who even cares about letter forms. Yeah. I'll start there. Okay. I think the the overutilization of the metallic finishes is like the bad part of the nineties that everybody's trying to forget. The drop shadows, Jesus God. Even what they're saying on the bottle here, right? Award-winning American vodka crafted in an old-fashioned pot still. Tito's has actually been sued twice for saying that it's handcrafted. I mean, they make buttloads of vodka. It's a major mechanized operation. It's factory vodka. Now, they're mm. saying that it is crafted in an old-fashioned pot still. And I think if you were to go into their facility, you would not look at those ginormous vats and say, 
Look at that old-fashioned pot still. Nope. Yeah, I would have to look into that. I'm not I, sure. I think what's the misleading thing about that is that it was probably originally crafted in right. old-fashioned. So I think I could forgive him if he just said originally crafted, and you'd be like, Oh, right. I see what you're saying, you yeah. I mean, like, okay, right. all right, I get it. Yeah, back in the day, you used to announce a major thing. I just think that the, the, the vodka itself is good. really good. Yeah. Why take a really good product and put it in an ugly package. Yeah, well, okay, so... So what would I do? What would you do? Well, for one, you you know, I would probably try to revise this copper still drawing, Mm -hmm. you know, instead of this plain graphic that was drawn in Corel Draw. Mm-hmm. And I'm, if you had like a really kind of beautiful etching and then you took Tito, the owner, mm. and had him do his signature oh, gotcha. on there, that would be nice. And then all the typography below right. would be nondescript and really kind of low profile. But all the other stuff could be minimalized and it could just be this really cool gestural Tito's right. signature. It's him. You know, it's right. the guy. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think the first thing I would focus on is just stop flat out lying. I would be really authentic. I would pull the word handmade. This is not handmade, people. It is made in massive quantities. I I'd be you. honest about that. I'd be honest about the fact that it was originally crafted in an old-fashioned pot still. I wouldn't say crafted in it because it's not anymore. It's not handmade. This is not what it is. And so don't pretend to be that, right? It's, yeah. I would say if the copper color is doing something for them, keep it, but yeah. but pick really selectively where you put it. Don't put it around the frame and these little spiky bits and in the drop shadows and here and there and a plastic cap and all that. Be really thoughtful and right. intentional oh, yeah. about where you right. put that so that it can be the focus. Yeah, I think that all that typography has to go. I think if you're going to use that pot still, you have to get rid of all the crap around it, the spiky thing and all this other thing. You can't yeah. even tell. It, I didn't even know that's what it was until you told me that's what it was. It's a crappy drawing. So, well, yeah. So and that's meant to look like the spiky a stuff seal or is meant to look shit. like a seal. Yeah, yeah. Garbage. Right. Again, it's fake. Yeah. Get rid of anything fake. Be really authentic. Just lean into the fact that this is something with a story. This guy decided to make his own infused box and give it away as like gifts to his friends. Right. And his friends really liked it. And so then he got into this kind of whole production thing. And I think in 1997 or whatever, he made like a thousand bottles or some kind of thing, which was like a big fucking deal at that time. And then like 10 years later, he's making something like 160,000 bottles. So he was, he became a legitimate business enterprise well yeah he's 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 well into almost close to six billion dollars it's great yeah so why are you schlepping around with this garbagey ass label yeah instead of trying to pretend that it's this thing that you're handcrafting focus on the actual quality of it it's very clean vodka it should have a clean label yeah and the consumer might say you know what yeah this is not a pretty design and it looks like it was designed by the owner but that's what i like about it I just think like design is there to communicate to people and and to hopefully make the world a more beautiful place, not an uglier place. Right. So if you're making a vodka because you're really committed to like having a quality product, don't use a label that makes makes the world uglier. For sure. Yeah. So just step it up, Tito. You're doing a good job. Everything in that bottle is great. Yeah. Just bring it to the outside, baby. That's what packaging is all about. It is. 
It's been fun again talking more shop. Yeah. With Johnny and Jesse here on Cleanup Clean on, on Aisle Nine. Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe and share with your friends. And leave us a review so we can reach more awesome listeners like you.